We are live here on Tried and True, the DC United Post Game Podcast, presented by Heineken. And look, what what a game! You know, what what a way to start uh, the, the the away campaign, winning this time around, right? It has been a while since we got to sit down after a game, and everything was great. DC United scored three goals. We won. Solid defensively. I I have nothing to complain about. And that's that's a, a rare thing and a, a new thing and an exciting thing. Yeah, and you know, it's before we get too far into the show, obviously, um John Lee, Michael Black here this week, uh Joshua and Sam are both at a wedding tonight. We hope they're having a blast. We hope they got to watch at least some of the game and you know, hopefully they're watching us now and, and rooting us on. But I, I want to make sure we address at the beginning, you know, Joshua and Sam's absence right now has nothing to do with the events that took place last weekend in the supporter section. Um, as our regular listeners and, and viewers probably noticed, we did not have a show last week after the Philly game. That was due to an incident that occurred in the stands uh, involving two of our co-hosts. Uh, we did put out a statement on Twitter last Sunday, and we've, of course, seen the statements put out um, by the various supporters groups throughout the week. We're not going to be commenting much further or discussing the situation in detail on today's show, um, but what we will say is it's clear that things need to improve in, in the supporter section across the board at Audi Field, and, and we all need to work together to raise the standard we expect, which is to ensure the environment is inclusive and conducive to the enjoyment of the game by all fans. We do really appreciate the discussion on both the RFK Refugees podcast and the Filibuster podcast this past week, and if you're interested in learning more uh, or getting involved in those conversations, we'd encourage you to check out um, both of those shows. But with that, we got a game to talk about tonight, and it looks like Coach Hernan Losada is at the podium, so we'll send it over to him live right now. When you see a team like Inter Miami with the names that they have, all the experience they have on the bench, uh, on the field, um, and a team like that is adapting to us, uh, and they change the formation, and they change the way they have been playing just for us, that Immediately before after the game, I already have the feeling of uh, we, we, we're going to win today, but also we 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 want that respect back uh, after winning only two games and losing five. Um, so that's that was the first uh, sign for for me and for the team to see guys what you did today is gonna is gonna pay back. It's gonna pay off uh, all the effort we have been doing. Uh, let's take it. Let's go from the first minute full for the victory because it's a totally different scenario to have this break and the three weeks before the next game uh, with a win that's with another result. And, and actually the result we saw today uh, was the result that maybe we deserved it against Orlando and the result we deserved it against Philadelphia. And I'm not exaggerating because once again, the amount of Scoring situations and the opportunities we have to score today was like massive. Uh, and I'm talking about opportunities missing from five, six yards from, from the goal line and, and how you create those opportunities was, was beautiful to see. So, um, I'm very proud with, with the team, with the victory, but also with the risk we took playing this offensive formation. And um, it was a formation with many players who didn't play 90 minutes for months. And I'm talking about four, five, six months for Bill, for Ola, for uh, Kevin, um, for, yeah, for so many players. Today was the, 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 the first start, uh, starting learn moment and for Donovan. Uh, and that's why we gave it all. And at the end, we knew we were going to be empty. But we also knew and we expected to already have the game in the pocket. And that's what happened today. So this has to be our turning point. And this has to be the game where we believe in everything what we're doing and we start to, to get the results we deserve. Thanks, Coach. We'll go to Jason Anderson first. Jason, go ahead. Hi, Hernan. Congratulations on uh, getting your first road win. Um, the, the front three, obviously, you just talked about the chances they were able to create, uh, not just them, but obviously uh, they had plenty of looks as a trio. Um, how has developing that aspect of the team uh, progressed from being high potential to now tonight actually not just doing potential, but actually getting the reward, as I think you've said a couple of times now? 
it's hard to explain because uh, today we make six replacements uh, based on our formation one week ago. Uh, and that's another positive uh, sign that whoever is playing and whoever is coming on the field, they know how to to play. They know how to to take profit of this formation of the principles we have in training, and and that that that's, that's super positive. Uh, I told many times we have a roster of 24, 25, 26 players, and everyone will get the opportunity to play as long as we as they deserve that opportunity. And today was Ola scoring two goals. Uh, very happy for him. But tomorrow can be somebody else. And no matter who's playing, we always want to play at home and on the road with the same intention. That's that's going full for the for the win. I think that's the DC United we want to see. And and uh, the result is always the most important thing in football. But there are many different ways to achieve that victory. So you can win like Orlando did at home against us, or you can win like DC United did today against. Into Miami, and that's the way we want. We'll go to Mario Amaya next. Mario. Hola, Hernán. Felicitaciones en, en conseguir los tres puntos. Uh, solo quiero preguntar cómo te sientes de haber ganado tu primer partido como entrenador en la MLS fuera de casa y cómo y qué crees del desempeño del equipo esta noche ante, ante Inter Miami. Se siente igual que ganar en casa porque son tres puntos. Si nos dieran más puntos por ganar de visitante, estaría más feliz. Pero, por supuesto, para la confianza del grupo, eh, esto es muy, muy importante. Para poder seguir trabajando de esta manera, eh, lo colectivo hoy nuevamente dio sus frutos de la manera en que todos corrieron y lucharon hasta el último segundo. Terminar con varios jugadores acalambrados es señal de que lo dieron todo. Eh, y eso me pone muy orgulloso y muy contento, y los chicos están muy felices, los chicos creen mucho en esta manera de jugar, eh, el grupo es fantástico, estoy muy agradecido y muy feliz de poder representar a este grupo, y como lo dije en un principio, va a ser una temporada dura, son muchos cambios, eh, son muchas cosas nuevas para todo el club, pero esta es la dirección correcta, así que bueno, esperemos poder construir a partir de este triunfo. We'll go to Moises Linares. Moises. Hola Hernán, buenas noches. Eh, felicitaciones por la gran victoria. Te quiero comenzar preguntando, del 1 al 10, ¿qué tan feliz estás? Y segundo, ¿es esta prueba de lo que puede llegar a ser este equipo de Leeds United cuando se implemente el sistema al 100%? Ojalá, ojalá que podamos mantener este nivel. Eh, porque muchos jugadores todavía no están al 100%. Ola jugó 90 minutos por primera vez esta temporada, Vilamit jugó por primera vez 90 minutos esta temporada, Donovan Pines jugó por primera vez 90 minutos esta temporada, eh, Kevin Paredes la primera vez que comienza desde el arranque, entonces es un equipo en construcción, pero me pone muy muy feliz ver que no importa cuáles son los nombres en el campo, se intenta jugar de la misma manera. Eh, ¿Y qué tan feliz estoy del 1 al 10? 9. Y te explico por qué. Eh, nueve porque mantuvimos el cero en el arco, que es muy importante para la confianza de la defensa. Nueve porque convertimos tres goles contra un equipo con muy buenos jugadores. ¿Por qué no diez? Porque creo que podríamos haber hecho seis o siete goles. Así que seguimos errando goles y la felicidad de saber que se siguen generando situaciones de gol. Uh, coach, can you answer that question in English as well, please? About the, the happiness from one to ten and the reason why you give us a nine. Okay. Um, I told nine and not ten because um, we keep the clean sheet, the zero in our goal. That gives us a lot of confidence for our defense, for the collective, because everyone was fighting to defend our goal and to keep the zero. And why nine not another ten? Because we scored three goals out of eight, nine, ten big opportunities to, to score. So we're still missing a lot. Uh, and that's why not a 10. But a 9 is, is actually not bad for a game on the road against a very good team like Inter Miami. We'll go back to Jason Anderson. Jason, go ahead. Uh, Hernan, obviously you probably uh, noticed that uh, 
Miami made the change after they they gave up the second goal. They switched their formation. They went back to that that normal uh, back four that they've played. Uh, between the heat and everything, I'm sure you had to, to drop the lines a little. How do you think the team handled that aspect of the game where you had the lead and the other team was now trying to switch things up, get more direct, and, and try and get themselves back into it? Well, I think the team did uh, excellent. Uh, yeah, we saw that after the 0-2, they went back to their to the formation because obviously they were not used to play in a back three. And, and when they changed it, well, it was part of the plan also to give the ball to their centre-backs to, to become a, a compact block and to start creating chances on, on transition and on the counter-attack. And I think we did it excellent. Uh, there's still some work to do from that aspect because the team is used to to press all the time. And sometimes you need to feel the, the moment and the situation, especially with this weather and playing on the road. Sometimes you have to be smart and just fall back in a compact block, not in a low block, but in a medium block where you give the ball to the opponent and then you explode uh, all the spaces uh, behind the centre-backs. And when you have people uh, like, uh, like, uh, like Paul, like Kevin, like Adrian, like Ola, uh, quick wingbacks who can be also joining the, the offensive players uh, on transition, you can become a, a very dangerous team. Coach, that's all. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a good day. That's DC United's head break. coach, uh, Hernan Lasada, as he alludes to the, the upcoming break that DC United have. But we'll find out here just in a few moments which players we're going to see. But your takeaways from, from that press conference. I'm so happy to see Coach Lasada happy. You know, he comes yeah. into these the press conferences and, you know, there's always a different flavor to it. You know, he's obviously been tired of talking about injuries, tired of getting asked, well, when's this team going to adapt? When's this team going to be playing the way you want them to play? Uh, so I do appreciate being able to see him uh, come out and talk about an excellent performance. He rated it a yep. 9 out of 10. And I think the only reason he rated it a 9 was because they could have scored so many more goals than just the three. Yeah. And how many times have we said that about DC United in the last couple of years where we're a little disappointed. And I mean, just a little disappointed to only come away with three goals and a dominant performance. Yeah, no, I think that's spot on. I mean, it was, it was exciting to see, I mean, Ola got on, uh, had a brace tonight, got on the stat sheet twice, which is great. Um, you know, Paul had a, had a great finish on his goal and, yeah, I, I think before the first goal we had, we easily could have been up 2-0 uh, just on other chances we've had and, and pretty wide open chances that we had. Um, you know, for me, <laughs> Miami's not a good team. I, I think that was pretty clear from watching them play. And, and the the Lasada ball style is, is such a good fit for a team like Miami because you, you get a lead and you just frustrate the hell out of them. And and we were first to almost every ball, it felt like, especially in the second half. There were times when Miami players were looking at each other confused, like, why aren't you running after that ball? No, why aren't you running after that ball? And, you know, lo and behold, someone in a white jersey comes flying through, and all of a sudden, DC has possession again. And when you're doing that, when you already have a lead, and you already have a big lead late in the game, it, it, you just smother the the game. Yeah, you know, we we were watching, and at one point I asked if it was raining down there or if it was just <laughs> stupid hot because it's South Florida and you know you're coming into the summer. Uh, I think you may be starting to see the fruits of the work that the guys have been doing on on the in the fitness area. You know, we like to joke about it because it, it has been such a singular focus of the coaching staff and really the, the whole club is to get that fitness up. But you really did see it today, playing a team in hot conditions you pretty much bossed the game from the opening whistle all the way through the close. And you know, there were a couple of times where you got a little nervous, you know, you saw uh, Miami create some chances, but at, there are very few and far between that I would look at and say that possibly should have gone their way. You know, yeah. this was a game where DC United was the better team. They scored early. We didn't have to worry about a team parking the bus. Uh, I think you mentioned, <laughs> that Orlando is still living rent free and rent free Coach Lasada's head, uh, <laughs> and that may be the case until the next time we get a chance to take them on. But it it does change so much about the way that you can approach the game and what you can do when you get that early goal, particularly when you get two early goals. Uh, it's so much easier. The, the game slows down for you. 
that takes that load off your back, especially for a team that like DC United that has struggled to put the ball in the back of the net to, to have that happen. Uh, it's a lot of fun to see this team play the way they want to play. And I'm happy with it. Yeah. And, and while we wait for the, the player media availability, you know, we'll talk a little bit about each goal. It was, it was early tonight, the 15th minute. Russell Knauss had the assist on a great finish from, from Ola Kamara. And, I'll tell you, you know, we complain a lot about, you know, when there's away games, we don't get the the local DC United feed as the, the you know, kind of Twitter highlight clips. But one of the, the small bright spots of having the Inter-Miami feed is you get Ray Hudson as the, the color commentator. Uh, and, and he's, you know, I, I, I listened back to his call of, of Ola's first goal, and he said the, the Norwegian international... It was as cool as a polar bear's backside <laughs> on that finish, and it was it was a great finish for a while, and it was exactly what he needed at this point in time, where it's been a tough it's been a tough run of form for him. You know, looking at last season, and then he's been injured this year, trying to get minutes. Um, I'm thrilled to see him on the score sheet, not once but twice tonight. Yeah, I mean, the you mentioned that Knauss had the assist. That was really what what sprung him free to, to have that ball. I don't know how he found that much space uh, in the box. You know, he showed his quality there. He showed what we've frankly been hoping for him for the last couple of years was yeah. a guy who you know got the opportunity, put the back of the net. Same thing with his goal in, in the second half. You know, he made the run, found the ball on top of his head. He had a little bit of space uh, and put it in the back. Like, how many times have we looked at him this year, or particularly back half of last year, where he got through uh, in an opportunity where you expect your striker to score more often than mm-hmm. not, and did not do so. Yeah. So for him to come out big with a, a brace tonight, that's a, a fantastic step forward, and we're hoping that means a lot uh, for his his form moving forward. Yeah, we sure do, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about the other goals here in just a second, but it looks like Bill Hamid is at the podium, so we'll send it over. Go ahead and get started. We'll go to Jason Anderson first. Jason, go ahead, buddy. Hi, Bill. Uh, Like Zach said, congrats on the win. Congrats on the shutout. Good to see you uh, back out there. Um, How do you evaluate the team's uh, response, not just to getting the lead, but then holding it uh, pretty securely? You only really had to make uh, two saves late, but before that it was really only the one on that corner. Um, no, the response was great. Um, you know, we in the locker room we were talking prior to the game about, all right, can we get one early? Can we really hone in on the fact that if we get a chance early on in this match, we have to put it away. It's a tough environment to come to. We knew there was going to be a big fan base show, uh, turnout. So any slight chance we may have gotten, we wanted to put it away. So we, we were very focused on that in the locker room prior to the game. And thankfully, I believe it was the 15th minute or so, we got a chance and we put it away. And, uh, you know, um, with the back line, the response was great in our defensive shape. Our defensive shape has been solid uh, so far. Um, other than the, the couple two away games, our defensive shape has been absolutely solid at home. Um, we've given not many chances to teams like Orlando, you know, um, and, and we've beaten teams at home, New York City and Chicago. So um, we just kept on doing that. Uh, Finally finished some chances and got to win. We'll go to Moises next. Moises, go ahead. Hey, hey, Bill! Congratulations on on getting back on the field. We know we know you. You've been working hard for this moment. Uh, you had a big save in the second half that could have changed the course of the game. How good did that feel? And uh, coming out with three points in Miami. Doing it the way you do it. Uh, what do you see about the team, and do you feel that things are coming together under this new Hernando Salas system? Yeah, it felt good. It felt good to make a save finally in 2021. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I think it is coming together. Like I like I just said, um, our style of play we're very tough to break down. Uh, we haven't given away a lot of opportunity, a lot of, a lot of opportunities to score to opposing teams. The last couple of games at home. Um, so that trend, we, we wanted to continue with the with good shape and then really focus in on if we get a chance, especially early, we have to put it away. So I think the training, the training translation over to, um, to match, match situations is very, very solid. I think they're doing a great job with that in terms of figuring out, okay, well, different ways that we're going to score, different set pieces we're going to do, so on and so forth. The, the, the mindset and training 
and how we're going to translate it over to a game situation is very solid. So I think it is coming together. Um, albeit we've now lost Eddie and, 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 um, albeit we, we, we're trying to keep everybody healthy. Um, but, um, we're still figuring out ways to keep, uh, keep, uh, teams away from our goal. And then at the same time, trying to create as much chances as possible. So it is coming together to answer your question. We'll go to John Hoffman. John, go ahead, man. Phil, congrats on the win. Congrats on the clean sheet. Uh, Jason sort of got into this. You got a little busy towards the end, but, uh, is this the ideal kind of game for you coming back after a long layoff or would you have preferred more action at your end of the field? Like obviously <laughs> what's better for you after a long break? You know, to be honest, I felt kind of, I felt very comfortable. Um, I don't think it, not many people know that my last actual competitive match was in this stadium for the USA against El Salvador in December. So that was my actual last competitive game. So. Uh, walking out of the tunnel, the locker room, it all felt, it all felt kind of normal because it was the last game that I played. I, we were in the same locker room. We, we, uh, I warmed up in the same area. Um, you know, it, it kind of, it kind of was just like full circle. Ironically, I come back from injury in the same field. So I think, yeah, it was a good game to kind of just kind of get my feet wet. There were a couple, Couple instances that I thought I could have been a little sharper in terms of coming off my line to come and get through balls, but that that was just uh, figuring out uh, distances and timing and all that. And I think uh, we're going to have some opportunities in this break to be able to get guys who don't have that many game minutes a little bit more minutes. So hopefully I can be one of them to be able to get sharpness. And then I believe it's 26 to 27 games straight up to the end of the season. I'm solid as a rock. We'll do one more question. We'll go to Jimena. Jimena, go ahead. Congratulations and, and welcome to be back, Bill. Um, Thank you. How, what was on your mind to get on the field and get this win tonight? Um, I think the, the biggest thing on my mind was the fact that we haven't had very good away um, performances as a team. Um, so. I, was, I really wanted to keep the team together, at least the back line together, to make sure we didn't concede as many goals as we conceded against Columbus, against San Jose. Uh, I wanted us to be sound in the back. So trying to organize, trying to keep guys together, let guys know what sort of runners they have coming off their back shoulders. I think that was the most important thing for me and I wanted to do so we can at least get into halftime or at least get past the first 20, 25 minutes without conceding a goal and then we go from there. So... That was kind of my mindset. Thankfully, these guys have so many minutes together. They're solid as a rock in my back line. The center midfielders, the defensive shape, everybody knows their role. They know their positioning. They're solid as a rock. So uh, it just felt good to get back out there and uh, be, the, be, the, be the voice back there to help them. Bill, that's it, man. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. That's DCNA goalkeeper Bill Hamid in his first start of the season. And, uh, well... It's great to see Bill back, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, he was talking about the, the time he's missed, and you know, you know, there's been a couple of different injuries. You know, nobody wants to have to recover from a hernia, uh, and yeah, he didn't seem like he missed a beat today. He was out there and yeah, playing well. Uh, fortunate in a game where DC United controlled the play, uh, it wasn't really necessary to have a next level goalkeeper like Bill Hamid, but. It really feels good to have him out there and then to have that uh, it's a security blanket, right? Yeah, and I think you saw that confidence uh, kind of throughout the team, knowing that you're solid at the back and being able to to build out from that is is definitely a positive thing. Uh, you can tell he's you know, happy with the way the defense is playing. Yeah, we've talked about the the need for uh, having a, a powerful voice at the back organizing things. Things worked fairly well today. Yeah, he had a couple important saves too. I mean, a, a couple of them were after we'd scored two or three goals. Um, but, you know, they say the most dangerous lead is, is a 2-0 lead. And, and, you know, you give up a goal there, all of a sudden it's 2-1 on the road. Um, that that could be a, a tricky position for a, a young, tired DC United team that's still learning a new system, but that's not what we saw tonight. We saw, you know, Bill with, with full command back there. It wasn't challenged a whole lot. Um, yeah. I mean, he made saves that you're, you're used to seeing, and, and we're certainly spoiled with the quality that Bill Hamid brings to it. And, Another thing he he mentioned, 
this team has not had success on the road this year. Uh, particularly the San Jose games stands out as nothing went right. Uh, and you pick up points on the road. Uh, three points is three points, no matter where it comes from. Uh, I'll admit that Miami didn't bring a whole lot to the table today. But you, the mark of a team that's going places is not... It's the ability to come out and say, hey, this is a game we should win. We're going to win it, and we're going to win it comfortably. And that's what Dixie United did tonight. Yeah, they sure did. And while we wait for the the next player availability, we'll get back to the run of play a little bit. Uh, the 21st minute was Paul Ariola's uh, first goal of the season with an assist from Adrian Perez, and it was a it was a fantastic finish. You know, just kind of snuck it in. Uh, tough angle, and and great to see Paul back on the score sheet, looking confident out there, coming back off an injury and and, and a tough loan spell. Yeah, yeah. I hesitate to say that Paul's been struggling because since he's been back with the team, you know, he's brought in another level of energy that we, we love to see out there. But he did have uh, a challenging time at Swansea. Yeah, you know, had trouble getting onto the field and then got injured as soon as it happened. And speaking of Paul, it looks like he's uh, <laughs> ready to come on the podium. Let's, so let's hear over. from him. The goal. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, we'll go ahead and get started. We'll go to Jason Anderson first. Jason, go ahead, man. Hi, Paul. Uh, congrats getting the goal, getting the win. Um, I, I asked this kind of question to Hernan as well. Um, it's kind of unfamiliar territory, the way you guys have been high-pressing everyone so much, but then having this two-goal lead early in the game to manage, then coming back, uh, dropping off a little bit, and having to play kind of a different sort of game. Uh, how do you think the group dealt with that aspect of, of this uh, performance on the night? Yeah, I thought it was uh... – you're right. It was interesting. You know, you, you go up um, and obviously there, there's always an aspect of it. And there's there's the mental part of like, let's not back off. We don't want to back off. We don't want to just sit in our half the entire time. We need to find our times to get out. Um, but funny enough, like, you know, we're watching Chelsea today and the way that they're able to to sit and be comfortable in their in their compact uh, defense. Um, and actually, that was something that that was brought up during the game tonight. You know, it's like, remember, and, and at that point it becomes sacrifice. Um, obviously it was a little more sacrifice. I think the only thing that changed was that the wingers, the two wingers, myself um, and Adrian or myself and Kevin, um, we, uh, you know, we just had to sit in between lines. They were playing, they were just playing too easily through our lines without us actually getting out and, and pressing them. So uh, we tried to make that adjustment. We did. Um, and obviously, you know, it frustrated the heck out of, out of Miami, out of their fans. They started to boo. Um, that's exactly, that's exactly what, what we wanted. And that's, uh, you know, I think a perfect execution of game management and, and, and how to really adapt, um, you know, to, to play a tough game away. We'll go to Mario Amaya. Mario, go ahead. Hey, Paul, congrats on the, on the win and congrats on the goal. Um, I just want to ask, this is your first goal that you've scored in nearly two years, I just want to know, how did you feel at that very moment in not, in notching the goal? Yeah. Um, you know, I felt great. Obviously, uh, my, my first goal back from injury, uh, was actually here with the national team last December. Uh, funny enough. So it was, it was nice to have my first goal back with DC United here, uh, in the same exact goal that I did it, uh, in, in December. And, you know, it just felt good. You know, it was, it wasn't, it, it wasn't anything to do with, you know, it being my first goal or, or, you know, my knee or anything like that. It just felt, it just felt good to, to get on the end of things and, and finish after a couple of frustrating games that we had at home, not being able to finish our chances. Uh, and then Ola is able to finish the first one. And then when we get the second one, uh, you know, it just happens to be me, but um, you know, overall it was just, it was just exciting. It was, it was a great atmosphere for us. We, we really, I felt took it to them, um, especially in, in the first half, got after them uh, executed. And that's, you know, the most important thing is that we walk away with three points. I think, you know, we've deserved points, um, you know, for the last three games. And, and you know, this is our first one that, that we were able to, to finish plays and, and win the game. We'll go to Mauricio Gomez. Uh, hello, Paul. Congratulations. Felicidades. Uh, last time you said uh, we need to concede first. So that happened on this game. Uh, how do you feel about that? But also, how do you feel wearing the new kit, the ocean uh, uniform? Yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah, because uh, I I saw that uh, you know all the pictures and everything and you playing it was amazing. So um, how do you feel that you concede 
first, uh, like you said last time, and of course winning. Yeah, I think it, it's extremely important for us to, to score first. Um, you know, that was uh, huge for us, as, as you can see, as, as we believe, and, and, you know, not to just get the first one, but then to continue and, and continue with the confidence to go and get the second one. Uh, at the end of the day, it's all about the system um, that we're trying to play in and, and the high pressing that we're trying to do. And obviously, when you're able to high press and, 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 and score goals off of it, it gives you all the confidence in the world and the belief in, in the coach and the system and the players and your teammates. Um, and that's great. Uh, and, and, you know, for the, for the second question about the, the jerseys, uh, we should keep them. You know, we win. We win with them, so we might as well keep them. But uh, obviously, you know, they're, they're great jerseys. Uh, really cool, obviously, you know, great thing to, to be able to do that, um, you know, within the MLS, every team. And, and, you know, like I said, we should we should uh, push to, to keep those for next game. We'll take two more questions. We'll go back to Jason Anderson. Uh, Paul, there were a bunch of guys, not just, you know, we've already spoken to Bill, um, his first action of the year, but you also got Jordi Reyna back. You had uh, first starts of the year for Pines, for Paredes. Um, how do you, how is, how big is that for the group to not just get those guys back, but to get them back in a game where you go on the road in front of a full stadium and win? Yeah, it was, it's awesome. It's awesome. You know, I think all the guys have been working so hard over the weeks. Um, you know, the, the way that Kevin has been able to play after being out for six or seven months and come back and, and be able to make immediate impacts like he has, uh, tonight, I thought he was great. You always see his quality that, that he can bring to a team. Obviously, you know, the, the offensive part is there. And then tonight, obviously, playing as a wingback, the defensive part was was amazing as well. Um, and Donovan Pine, same thing. I mean, he's, a, he's an animal. Uh, you know, he, he's an amazing defender. He's great 1v1. He's super secure. Um, and, you know, it, it's just a great confidence builder for him um, as well. And, and we need everybody. You know, we, we really do need everybody. I mean, when you have quality that's coming off the bench and you have, you look at the bench and, and you have Yamil and you have, you already, and you have Moses, you have Felipe. I mean, th- this is this is the type of caliber that you, that you need to, to compete in MLS these days and, and be successful. Um, and so I'm extremely excited with that. I'm extremely happy with the way that everyone uh, has worked uh, because honestly, no one no one spot is is a given week in and week out. And for us to be successful uh, as a club on the field, that's that's kind of what you need these days. So uh, it's it's a really good competitive uh, environment for us. But um, you know, we just kind of keep moving on. Last question will go to John Hoffman. John, go ahead. Paul, congrats on the night. Uh, after the Flores injury, you've been put back into a more forward attacking role with a lot of responsibility in the attack. And I think in the past you've said that you prefer to be closer to goal than not if you had your druthers. Are you enjoying yourself playing in that role in this system? I would say probably after tonight you'd say yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, 100%. You know, of course, I've, you know, I've, I've openly spoke about it and, and, you know, not just with, this co- with, not just with the coach but the media. Um, about getting being closer to goal and, and trying to uh, finish opportunities, create chances for others. Um, and so I'm extremely, you know, I'm extremely happy with that. Of course, you know, I think everyone knows the, the type of dirty work that I can do for a team. And, and, you know, when it comes to fight and when it comes to grit, you know, I, I'm, I'm there. But, um, you know, it, especially tonight, it, it feels good to be on the end of things, uh, to, to finish things off, to help Ola get um, a brace was awesome. Um, and just to win, you know, that's what it comes down to. It's just about winning. Uh, and, and so however we can do that, I think everyone on this team right now is on board with that. And uh, we just kind of got to keep believing. Paul, that's it, buddy. We appreciate it. That was DC United's captain for the evening, Paul Ariola, talking about his first goal back since the injury. Um, and, of course, he did point out that he scored for the, the Stars and Stripes uh, last fall slash winter at the same stadium where uh, Bill Hamid had his last start. So lots of things coming together uh, in, in outer Miami, uh, <laughs> if you will. And uh, we, way you know, outer Miami, way outer Miami. That's right. Uh, we, we promised it. Uh, obviously we're down a couple hosts tonight. So we'd love for you to join the show at five, four, Oh, nine, eight, six, four, eight, three, three. That's five, four, Oh, nine United. We can, you can have your thoughts heard uh, how you think DC United Looked after a great performance tonight, and they head into the international break, which will be uh, its kind of an interesting time. Uh, and then they get to play the same Miami team again in just a couple weeks here uh, at Audi Field. So lots to come for the black and red, but we'll get back to the game. Halftime substitutions for DC United. Uh, Felipe came on for – or sorry, uh, Joseph Moore, rather, came on for Adrian Perez. Actually does look like we have a call coming in right now. Hey, good evening. You're on Tried and True. Can you hear us? 
Yeah, I hear you. Hey, who's calling? Uh, this is Adam, Adam Taylor. Hey, Adam, how are you? I'm, I'm pretty good tonight, guys. Yeah. had a lot of fun watching that game. It was. It, 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 for a minute, it was like, who is this DC United team, and what did they do with the folks we normally watch? <laughs> See, I had a completely different response. I was like, this is the team that they've been so close to being for, for the last several weeks. This was a little bit of a culmination, I thought. They were, they were real close. They were that one pass to get into the final third or get into the box or, or create the shot that was off, and they finally did it. They turned defense into attack with that great tackle from Russ uh, to set up Kamara in about a year's worth of space yeah. <laughs> in the box. Uh, and then they, you know, they, they finished it out from there. But it, I feel like this is what they've been working toward. And hopefully this is, uh, again, still part of the foundation and not the actual capstone. And they keep building and getting better from here. Yeah. You, you know, Adam, I, I'll ask you, we've had a few folks in the chat tonight already saying, I mean, how much of tonight's performance is due to pieces finally coming together for DC United in the Losada ball system? And, and how much of it is the fact that Miami are just kind of a mess? Yeah. Miami's Miami was trash. You gotta, you gotta acknowledge that I think, but it, it can be both right. It, it, to, to quote Taylor Rockwell uh, from, from the total soccer show, a thing can be two things. Um, and I think that's, that's what we saw tonight. Like you, you gotta play the opponent in front of you. And if, they're a tire fire, then you need to make sure to pour some kerosene on it, and that's what DC United <laughs> did tonight. Yeah, they sure did. Adam, how'd you feel about seeing uh, Bill Hadid back? It up? was fun, though. I mean, like, you could tell the guys were having fun, and it was, you know, it might be the, the troll in me, but it was more fun because you could tell how little fun Miami were having <laughs> all the way through. Like, Lewis Morgan was, he, he almost blew an artery three or four different times just in the first half. Yeah. And you could tell just the Miami players didn't want to be there. The fans were booing them 20 minutes into the game. It was, it was something else, and it was good to see United take advantage of every one of those. Um, they didn't take advantage of every opportunity, which you heard Losada talk about on, on your stream, but um, I, I don't think you're ever going to get 100% on those. So getting, getting three goals was, was pretty nice, and watching them see out the game and keep the clean sheet for Bill was, was even better, I thought. For sure. And you know, Adam, you, when the lineup came out and we looked at it and said, you know, this is pretty close to a first-choice lineup. I mean, you might want to see maybe Steve Birnbaum slide in and uh, you know, find a way to work Essen Flores back in. But other than that, this team is getting back to basically full strength. Uh, your thoughts on the, the lineup and how they played their, their, well together today? Yeah, I did a, a pregame spaces uh, for Black and Red United before the game, and uh, when the lineup came out, I was hyped because this is a lot of stuff I wanted to see. Um, I wanted to see Ola Kamara in there to make those actual center-forward runs that they've kind of been lacking um, so far this year. I was, I, I've been asking to see more of Kevin Paredes at left wing back because I think he brings a lot more going forward than, than Joseph Mora does. And you saw him getting into the yeah. tackle too. So we weren't sacrificing as much as maybe we would think without Joseph Mora in his slide tackling, which is, that's his superpower, right? Is to win every slide tackle he enters. Uh, but seeing him out there, seeing Donovan Pines back on the field for his first start of the year, uh, yeah, I was, I was excited to see this lineup and, um, I feel even better now that I know, know that it actually worked exactly as intended. But, yeah, the team getting healthy and actually having a full bench for, like, the second time this year, um, it, it's starting to feel pretty good. And now we have three weeks to sit on it and feel good and get into our own heads about what it actually means. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, the, you know, the first win of the year, you can't get too carried away. I, you know, after the New York City game, we tried to say, hey, look, it's it's probably not always going to be like this, and lo and behold, it wasn't. But yeah, after tonight, you start to see these signs and um, get a little more healthy here. Get bring some guys back. Hopefully, uh, Flores will be just about ready to return. You know, not long after uh, we're back in action, and who knows what what can come next. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm 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 feeling a lot better tonight than I was after that that week one win against NYC, though honestly, because yeah. those those two goals were golazos, right? Those are not really replicable or fundamentally, you know, those aren't goals you can count on. But what we saw tonight, forcing a turnover in the 
the opposing third and, and getting your extra man open for a shot, um, countering when you're up to nothing. Those are goals you can do over and over again um, with, with the right execution. So I feel I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, I'm trying not to get too high, and I'm, I'm sure by the time uh, we record our show next week, it'll be a little bit, you know, I'll, I'll be a little calmer. But I'm feeling really good about this win right now. No, well, so are we. And thanks so much for for taking the time to join us, Adam. It's always uh, it's always different perspective when it's right after the game. The emotions are just a little bit higher, good or bad. <laughs> yeah, and Adam, if you want to give a plug it's for uh, for your show, you know, have at it. Oh, sure, thanks. Uh, yeah, I host the Filibuster podcast uh, from Black and Red United. Uh, comes out twice a week now. Uh, we're doing two shows: one to break down the previous game, and and one to either preview the next game or or meet with a, a guest and we're working on some exciting ones so uh thanks for having me on love you guys uh, appreciate what you do with this post-game show and uh and have a good rest of your night All right, thanks adam. thanks adam we'll talk to you soon i forgot to ask him what he was drinking <laughs> i feel like we can't do that on the show i think we've, we've got i don't want to steal their bit <laughs> but uh is it champagne? Is it you know? Is there something celebratory about it? You know, it is again such a pleasant feeling to go into this long break with a win. We we've touched on it several times. This is not a good Miami team, no. uh, but at the same time, when you play teams that are not very good, there are two ways that can go. Right, you can lower yourself to that level and squeak out a win. You can you can command it, but it is what it is. And I think we got another call coming in. Yeah, it looks like we'll go back to the call line. Hey, good evening. You're on Tried and True. Who's this? Hey, guys. This is Joshua. Joshua. What's going on, man? How was the wedding? I don't know, man. I I leave for a weekend and DC United win 3 nothing away. It's great. <laughs> We, we we might not you might not have a seat left at the table come the next game. <laughs> no. guys, I don't know who has a seat at the table. My my, my question for you guys is kind of you know we we played without a striker for the past few games and, and then this time we we see Ola get the start, we see him get two goals, and I was all on the Ola hype train, right? Twenty goals a season, whatever. Uh, I was joking, but uh, I, I was so he's on pace right now in his press conference says that he was kind of disappointed, you know, and it might be someone else next week. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Oh, man. You want to take this one? Yeah, I I think Ola, you know, had a great game tonight. Having two goals, uh, opportunity for a couple more uh, on top of that, it's a great game. We need to see it more often than that and against an opponent of a higher quality than Miami. Uh, But hopefully this is a chance for him to build off it and get better. Uh, he's been in a rut for so long. You, know, you famously went into last year expecting, you know, a 15 to 20 goal performance. And I think right now he's on pace for you know, something like 12, uh, probably a little bit higher than that. If you factor in the amount of time he's been on the field, Yeah. but I am absolutely here for it. If he wants to push the team, uh, score goals up front and really make them consider whether they're going to drop big money on a DP striker at some point over the summer or moving forward. If that is a conversation we have to have, I welcome that instead of going in and trying to figure out why Ola continues to struggle. Yeah. I, I, for me, I think it's, it's, it's Lasada's tactics, right? I mean, it's exactly what I'd be telling Ola right now. I was like, well, it was a decent performance. Could have been better. Should have been better. Like, you know, we'll see, we'll see, how things look on the training ground over the next couple of weeks if you get to start again. Knowing full well that if Ola stays in this form, he should absolutely be starting up top. But you, you don't want him to be bought into that's his his position no matter what. And I think for a, a good amount of time last year, that that's kind of how it was. It was, well, who, well, who are you really going to bring in for Ola, whether he plays well or not? And I think what Lasada's shown is Paris can play up top. Uh, you know, we, we, tried, um, we tried Sorga. That obviously didn't work terribly well. I would imagine, and I hope they're still scouring the transfer market. You know, as we go into you know the next window opening up, Jordi got options. up there today too. Jordi got up there, so it's it's definitely not only Ola's uh, you know position this year, which is a good thing, and and you know that competition can't hurt. Yeah, I, I like it. I I it will be interesting to see if Ola does start again for DC United up top, or or we do make a move in the transfer window. I. 
regardless, though, I, I like the ethos that you got to earn your spot. Hopefully, you know, over the break, I can earn my spot back on the show. It's going to be tough because <laughs> you guys got the result without me. Uh, but you guys are doing great. Can't wait to listen to the rest of the show. Thanks, guys. Joshua, while you're still here, who's your man of the match? Uh, man, it's tough. It's going to be Paul for me. I, I think he brought something else. Olaf's goals were, well, well, good. Great to see him hit the net. I think Ariola just brings a different level. And he talked about his goal uh, for the inter- for the men's national team. And I think we saw the men's national team Paul tonight. So I'll, I'll give him my man of the match. Awesome. No, hey, thanks for the call. Thanks so much for uh, staying up with us. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you here in, in a few days, hopefully. All right. See you guys. All right, man. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, Joshua hit the nail on the head talking about, you know, loving to see that quality out of Kamara. And, you know, this was a game that was tailor-made for him today. You know, he got opportunities and converted them. Uh, hopefully that we'll see that moving forward. Uh, going back to the, the Paul goal, uh he did a, a great job of just tucking that in the corner. We, yeah. Watching it live, you kind of looked at it and said, you know, is this a question of him just putting it on frame and hoping something good happens? But, you know, with, with a guy of the quality that he has, a, a national team level player, uh, I'm sure that he will tell you that he fully intended to slot it right in that bottom corner. That's right. As he stepped up. And uh, hopefully this is something for him to build on as well, because he's been very close several times this season and just hasn't quite broken through. Yeah, I think a lot of DC United fans criticized Paul for his finishing, even men's national team fans, you know, prior to his ACL injury last year. You know, that was kind of one of the things that some fans thought he needed to improve upon to, to ensure a starting position regularly with the with the men's national team. And, and that was kind of the one question mark. And we've seen him with the national team, you know, kind of find that touch. It was in the game, uh, you know, he, he referred to against El Salvador, but then, also, yeah, tonight, if he, if he can get that confidence and, and start scoring goals, one, that's one less thing that a striker on this team has to deal with. You know, we, we've talked at length about that. Um, but, yeah, if he, if he can continue to, to build on these and, and finish chances, that's massive for this team. And the partnership I thought he had with Julian Gressel tonight was awesome. You know, they, those two looked they, they looked comfortable when they were both on the pitch at the same time. Yeah, and you could really tell that, Paul has embraced the the captain's armband uh, full tilt. He is excited to be out there, to be leading this team, uh, to be the guy who everyone else is turning to. Uh, He's played a lot of different roles for the squad, uh, but to get out there and the energy level he brings, the the way that he makes the players around him better, that's really what you love to see out of a player playing in the position that he's playing in. And it, it it adds an excitement level that we've been missing at points. You know, with the the way the New U.S. Men's National Team roster is built, it is not easy for any player to just walk in and say you're a locked-in starter. And he's not. But I very much hope to see him on the roster come Gold Cup later this summer. Yeah, I yeah. Now now you're challenging me. I, was he was he on the Nations League roster? No, he's not. Okay. Which is mostly a Eurocentric roster, yeah. uh, with a, a few MLS players slotting in, but uh, there will be plenty of opportunities for national team call-ups over the summer, so hopefully we'll see him uh, in the fold there like he was back in December. And for Nations League, we're talking, that that's this coming weekend, right? Yeah, I think the uh, U.S. national team plays a uh, friendly tomorrow against Switzerland, and then Honduras this coming Thursday, uh, win that game, and you're probably setting up another uh, match against Mexico in a final for a championship. Although, it's almost like they set it up that way. <laughs> I would never accuse USSF and uh, CONCACAF more generally of trying to engineer games, but uh, that's probably the case. Yeah, and, and you know, trying to win the, the, the coveted CONCACAF Nations League trophy. But lots of exciting things to talk about, one of which is, is our excitement to partner with Manscaped for this episode. Uh, Manscaped is the best in below-the-waist grooming. Uh, And champions of the world, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, which is the Lawnmower 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. You can get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code TRIEDANDTRUE at manscaped.com. Yeah, you know, the the 4.0 is brand new, and each of our hosts were lucky enough to receive a... uh, a, a unit and it works That's four total not one to share 
Yes. Uh, Just thought we had to clear that up. You know, we never thought we'd be t- talking about uh, male grooming, but it, 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 it's important. It's something that you never thought, oh, I, I need a specific tool for this. But it, I, I will tell you this. It it does exactly what you need it to do. It, you know, it, it's an excellent product. I recommend that if you're looking for uh, improvement in your uh, your your grooming uh, facilities, you know, absolutely take a look and give it a shot. Uh, don't share it. Uh, <laughs> keep it to yourself. But uh, you know, I'm happy with it. But what you can share is our promo code Tried and True, which gets you 20% off and free shipping worldwide at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the promo code tried and true all one word t-r-i-e-d-a-n-d-t-r-u-e unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped and thanks again uh for manscaped for helping us produce today's episode absolutely always great to have friends you know turning back to the game uh i'm I'm excited you know we get to play we get to play the same team again uh, in a few weeks. Uh, it's always tough to play a team multiple times. You know, they, they've seen what you had to say, but it's going to be a, you know it's going to be a unique challenge. But it's so much better to go into a long break like you have now, you know, what two or three weeks off, uh, and to take the, the time off with a commanding win. You know, the guys yeah. are going to be excited to show up to training next week and say, "Hey, things are finally coming together. Our fitness is there." We beat a team that has a lot of big name stars. Yeah. Make no mistake, they're not playing well. And as we saw yesterday, they got caught cheating. <laughs> they sure did. There are plenty of problems in Miami right now. But that should not take away from the fact that DC United showed up. They won a game that they needed to win. They took care of business. And now you have something that you have a, a, a proof of, of what Lozada is saying. You know, if you play the style you, he wants to play... That's what you saw tonight. It wasn't a massive shift in how you're trying to approach the game. It's not a, a major change in uh, what you're trying to do. We didn't score a goal and park the bus. You played the way you wanted to play, yep. and you got the points for it. Yeah, and and you know going into the break with that confidence of being able to win big on the road is huge. And look, yeah, say what you will about Miami, but at the end of the day, you can only play the teams on your schedule. And and Miami's on the schedule right now, and they're in a tough spot, and we beat them. Like, well, I, there's not a whole lot more you can ask for other than putting away some more chances, which, you know, Coach Lasada talked about. Is like that's why it wasn't a, a perfect game in his mind. There's there's goals. There should have been more goals scored, and and I think the team will 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 work to build on that. The the one thing that's interesting though is you know it Lasada came in at the beginning of the season frustrated about the lack of fitness in the team, and it's taken a while to get there. I think we said tonight was one of the first nights where it really felt like they were there. They were first to most balls. They ran Miami off the pitch. Um, and now, of course, you go into a couple weeks off. How do, The one thing I would have liked to have asked Lasada if we had the chance was, what do the next couple of weeks look like without games? And how do you ensure that you're maintaining those fitness levels? Because in a way, it's probably better to maintain fitness without you know having the games and having to ramp up and ramp down. You know, you can just build and build and build, but you don't have the games, and you, you don't you're not getting up for the performances, and so it, it's going to be an important couple of weeks here. Yeah, and you'll lose a couple of players on international duty. I think Junior Bruno in particular. Uh, yep, I believe he was called up. Uh, so you, you'll be missing you know, a couple of pieces here and there. Uh, one of the things we talked about was with how long the injury list was, how much of that is injuries from potential overtraining or you know being overly cautious and making sure that guys are 100% before they get back out there. Today we saw a roster that had was it 20 people available yeah. for selection. A far cry from some of the games where we've had maybe three, you know, not able to use the full five subs. The team might have to change the lineup graphic because they're running out of room in the little bench box <laughs> now that we've got all the players available, which is a good problem to have. Yeah, and uh, you know if we you know, change that for the lineups and you know change it for the you know the scoreboard as well, you know, that's, that's uh, right. a, a a major plus. Uh, you know we'll 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 see how this team responds after the long break. I think they'll probably take a little bit of time to you know recover, but you know, Lasada is not going to to let them sit on their their rears and expect uh, yeah. to come back out. There's uh, no doubt about that. Yeah, as we move into our man of the match segment, there's a lot of guys I want to talk about tonight. Um, obviously, Joshua gave his man of the match to Paul Ariola. Um, one of the guys who I thought put in another great performance was Andy Nahar tonight. I think he's he continues to impress at 
you know, kind of the expectation I had for him returning was, you know, potentially a role player off the bench. And he's been asked to do a lot, asked to play a lot of minutes and, and it's been successful. You know, there were at least one particular play that sticks out. You know, he's kind of going one-on-one with Iguain in the box and, and he wins the ball and Iguain's complaining for a PK and it, it, it wasn't close. You know, the contact at first was against Nahar, not from Nahar. Um, and you know, it's, it's huge, the role he's played for this team. And I, I want to make sure that's, that's something that's, that's called out because, you know, that three man back line that we've talked about a lot this season, I don't think it had any to hard penciled in it really at any point going into the season. No. And one of the great things about a win where you are dominant, you know, scoring three goals, you don't look across the field and say, Oh, yeah, there wasn't an obvious weak point in where folks were at today. You could very easily shout out a lot of different players. I thought Donovan Pines had an excellent game. Yeah, I agree. Coming in for what the second time this season after you know coming in late in the, the previous game, I thought Kevin Paredes, you know, getting the start looked very solid. Yep. There were a couple of times where you know he was getting on his horse, running back, to, trying to cover, but uh, making some crunching tackles. You know, really trying to go both ways as, as you would like a player out in the wing to do. Uh, Paul, obviously a great shout as well that uh, we've, we've talked at nauseum about the engine he brings to this team and to, to see him rewarded uh, a lot of great performances across the board. You, you mentioned Kim praise and, and I, I think back to when we, we got to talk to him earlier this season and he was kind of recapping his favorite moment of the season last year when he had an assist uh, in the Atlanta game. But the one thing that he very specifically said about that was, you know, Coach Olson at the time told him that to to go on and and make life miserable for for the Atlanta players. And I think, you know, he's such a good fit for the Lasada style because he would be a frustrating guy to play against. You know, especially, you know, you look at the talent that Inter Miami and and NYCFC and some of these clubs have. You know, this is a young kid. He's a talented young kid. And he's out there making them work. Uh, and, and we saw that a few times tonight where I think he was in some Miami players' heads. He got a yellow card, which was questionable. I mean, it was definitely a foul, but uh, I'm sure there was a little bit of persistent infringement. But, yeah, n- another good shout. Um, who do you have as man of the match? Again, it's hard to single out one guy. I'm very tempted to go with with Paul. I think you know Joshua, great shout there. But for me... Um, I'm going to take the easy way out. Man with two goals up front. Hopefully this is a you know a stepping stone to, to greater things. Uh, two goals at Ola Kamara, that's my man of the match. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Joshua. I had a Captain Paul as my man of the match as well. Um, it, just the He was everywhere tonight, you know, and, and, and one of those places was the back of the net, which you love to see. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see where things continue to go for Paul. Um I, I I hope that you know now that he got the chance to play in in Europe and and now he's got big U.S. men's national team commitments for the next couple of years as they're on a critical path. You know he could be a really big part of this DC United team moving forward. And it's it's great to see him kind of getting in a groove. And you know hey he he could permanently earn earn the armband. You know I think you, you said it earlier that in, in a lot of cases he was putting in a very captain esque performance tonight. Um, DC United has been bouncing it around. So I mean I assume Birnbaum will probably get it when he comes back but uh, you never know and yeah i mean there are a lot of different ways you can approach giving up the armband and a lot of different ways to you know, demonstrate leadership on the field uh paul showing his quality and his style to do that it's clear that it's something that he values um, and i think somebody else is going to have to come in and really earn it away from him if they're going to do that. And, you know, one of the things you mentioned about Kevin being difficult to play against uh, takes me back to the pregame press conference. I think we were hearing from Brendan Heinzike talking about this team wants to be a nightmare for everyone to play against. They don't want anyone to look at the schedule and say, oh, DC United is going to be, you know, an easy out or we know what they're going to do. They want this team to be a challenge no matter who you're playing against. It yeah. may not be a, a game that you're able to pull out a result in. You know, they're still trying to, to build that system, build uh, that consistency. But you are going to have to earn it. You're going to have to. You're going to have to pay the price if you're going to try to beat this team. Yeah, no, I think that's right. And we'll take a quick moment to shout out our friends at Across the Pond, uh, who obviously have done a great job of supporting us uh, throughout this difficult past year. But 
they're back open for for bar seating now, uh, which is exciting, and they're going to have a busy summer with Euros coming very very soon. All the uh, you know, Nations League Gold Cup, uh, so great time as always to check out our friends at Across the Pond. They're doing uh, they they always have the DC United game on, and I I believe they have specials now um, during the DC United games as well. So great place to check out. Absolutely, one of our great friends. You know, we got a couple of weeks off before their, our next DC United game. Uh, we'll be next home uh, June nineteenth. That's at least a Saturday here at Dowdy Field playing this Miami team again. Uh, hopefully this 3-0 win is a baseline to build off of. Uh, you know, there's certainly will still be soccer in the interim. Uh, Loudon United's currently playing New Mexico. Is it still 1-0 on that shot from Giovanni Bolivar? Rocket from Bolivar. Yeah. Well, last I saw was 1-0. Let's get a live update here. It is still 1-0, um, 72nd minute. So DC United looking to take six points tonight potentially. That would be an, an excellent result. You know, they're playing out in New Mexico with a. Big crowd out there. Uh, you know, other sports in the D.C. area. Uh, Washington Spirit are playing O.L. Rain tomorrow at 7. Uh, I think they're currently 6th in the league. Their next home match is going to be on the 6th. They're playing Orlando at Audi Field. Uh, I believe that the uh, that, that's going to go ahead. I don't think they have any issues with plumbing or facilities. or uh, <laughs> not, not that we're aware of. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. I uh, did see that it, it, some local media was reporting that it looks like they're they're getting very, very close to, to finalizing things at Segura in terms of plumbing and whatnot. And that I still want to get out there for a game this year to, to see Loudon, too, because they remain a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, it's a, a great opportunity to have the, the number of different teams we have in this area, and uh, we'd love to get out games whenever we can. Uh, we mentioned U.S. Men's National Team plays Switzerland tomorrow and then uh, Honduras later on in the week. Uh, next U.S. Women's National Team game is June 10th. Yeah, and, you know, quick quick roundabout in the D.C. soccer news. Um, front office moves continue to happen as they have for the past year or so. D.C. United announces a new director of scouting, Sean Ho, coming from uh, Atlanta United. And I got to assume that's, that's just Lucy Rushton kind of filling out the arsenal of, of, of folks that are going to find more gems for this DC United roster. Yeah, I don't know if we expected Lucy Russian's first move to be uh, filling out the staff. We were, we were looking for uh, players you know, lacing up cleats on the field, but yeah. uh, you know, totally makes sense. Uh, you know, we haven't had a chance to talk to Lucy yet, but uh, I'm sure that they've worked closely together in Atlanta and are hoping to replicate some of their success here in D.C., yeah, the team had a cool um, interview with her just just recently, and it did kind of talk a little bit about that. It's like, yeah, you know, they they work together in Atlanta, and and it's you know exciting times to get to get him to come out here to DC and and see what what they can bring together. I mean, obviously, Atlanta have found some some great players in the past, so we'd love to replicate some of that success. And a lot of them ended up here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we mentioned uh, Essen Flores out tonight. Uh, I think the team's confirmed that he's going to be out four to six weeks with a hamstring injury. Yeah. Uh, you feel for the guy. You, you never want to see a guy injured, especially uh, a guy who figured to play a, a role for his national team during this international break as well. Uh, so all the best to Edison. Hope he you know, comes back stronger and you know, is able to find that form that we all hope for from him. Yeah, frustrating timing on that. You know, it was super early in the game last weekend, and you know it seemed like he was really starting to get comfortable in the DC United uniform. He's starting to build an interesting relationship with uh, Adrian Perez on the pitch. Um, it's just tough, man. It's, this this guy's gotta, he's gotta come back healthy and he's gotta put together a run of some really quality performances, I think, because it's, it's just been, it's been a tough start to his career with these United. Yeah. You know, uh, other news this week, you know, J- 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 wow, I'm, Jacob it, Green. I am you know, <laughs> still celebrating and you know, having a great time with this DC United win. Jacob Green, uh, DC United player, loaned out to Loudon. Uh, hopefully we'll see the, the, the fruits of that. Uh, that's one of the reasons you have a reserve team is to be able to send guys down and bring them back up as needed. Yeah, we talked about that a bit last year where it was just challenging with COVID that you couldn't necessarily move players as freely, but it just didn't seem like there was room for Jacob on on the DC United roster at the moment, and you know, it's going to be valuable playing time for him, and I'm sure he'll get more minutes with DC United later on this season. But you know, great great move for now, um, you know, and he's what 16, 17, I mean, he's got a long career ahead of him. Yeah, plenty of time to, to make it in the first team, and I think that pretty much covers it. You know, it's yeah. uh, fantastic to be able to talk about a great win. Uh, I think we'll we'll have a show 
potentially sometime over the break. We will hash that out uh, as we get closer to it and certainly have that out on our different social media channels and uh, look forward to talking to you all further. Yeah, we're trying to line up, um, you know, potentially some DC United legends. We we had John Harks on the show uh, in, in the preseason, so potentially some opportunities to talk to some former DC United players or also, you know, some of the the, the big moves that the team has made recently in the front office. Uh, so if, if you have thoughts on who you'd like to see us talk with over the next couple weeks, you know, please let us know. You follow us. If you're listening right now, you probably follow us on all the social media cha- channels, but um, throw us a like, throw us a subscribe, uh, tweet at us, you know, interact with us and, um, we really look forward to talking with you guys here very shortly, if not uh, after. We'll hopefully we'll see you at Audi Field, where they should be back to full capacity for the return of Inter Miami, uh, which will be exciting. That's what the 20th of June. I believe it's the 19th. Uh, 19th. So looking forward to you know having a, a full stadium. You know, it, it's going to be loud. It's going to be exciting. It's it's going to be you know that was the last game before the pandemic last year, right? It was you know a come from behind win over an inner Miami team and, you know, to have it come full circle and be back to full capacity again, you know, it's poetic. Hopefully the, the team lives up to that and, you know, puts in another solid performance. With that, thanks so much for joining us tonight here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. And we'll talk to you guys very, very soon.